1: How are you, man? It's Nev.
2: Hey, how you doing, brother? Good to talk to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually really good to talk to you again, man. I haven't spoken to you in a little while, so uh,
2: how you been? Right on. I've been good, man. Working, working, working.
1: You off on tour at the moment?
2: No, I'm at home right now. Uh, I took a lot of time off this year to work on uh, music, so I'm only going to probably do 40 or 50 shows this year. Normally, we do about 250, 280
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, yeah, thanks for uh, joining us on the show, man. And uh, you, you just about released the new Outlaws to the End Volume 1 album, which has got some amazing interpretations of classic country songs. And it really seems like uh, this was more than just a covers album and more of a personal musical journey for you guys. Would you say that?
2: Yeah, 100%. This was about trying to do something that's never been done, trying to crash two genres together that have never been done properly, uh, bring four genres of guests on, punk rock, uh, gothic rock, outlaw country, and metal, and and just see what we can do. I find myself having to explain myself more to the UK audience or the European audience. But if you come to America and you're at a heavy metal concert, heavy metal backstage barbecue on a tour bus, you're going to hear Slayer into Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash into Pantera, Pantera into Willie Nelson, like, and nobody looks around like who changed the station so (laughs) there there's a there's a thing uh in america where those outlaw guys cash waylon willie hank they're the lemmys of their genre Mm. they never skew they never skewed their art for monetization uh and that's how i identify with those guys throughout my career any accolades i've ever had any success at radio tv whatever it's come to me on my own merit i've never skewed my art for that (laughs) And uh, so, so putting this project together was essential. That we a make it heavy and non-compromising. B we bring the kinds of gas that it deserves. C we come we come with the songs that people will expect or want, as well as some outside uh, outside interpretations of well as well as other of other songs. But also keep the feeling of outlaw with this thing, which means I was said uh, I was talked to many times before I started this project. Many people in the industry said, this is a great skew point. This is a great time for you to skew the art for monetization. Do some big clean vocals. you might cross over into another kind of radio, might cross over into country radio. who knows? That's when I I slammed down the button and put my middle finger up highest as possible. <laughs> and was like none of you people understand what's what's happening here. you know what I'm seeing now and I've been here a while, is that blues, punk, metal, these out, these underground outlaw genres, many of the artists now, especially in country and really in metal now, are starting to skew their art for monetary purposes. Mm. They're writing specifically for the radio. They're paying five, six writers, producers to write their music for them. And so now you have a scenario where the biggest bands in the world that were like Pantera, Sabbath, etc., and they wrote their own tunes. Now those bands that are drawing five, six, seven thousand 7,000 people a night, they're not writing their own songs. They're a big pop fucking machine, but putting it out like it's metal. So look, when we were going to do this, when we knew we were going to do this, we knew we weren't going to skew it for monetization, meaning it was going to be a true underground record. and And that culminated in all the guests coming on. I think if 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 uh, the guests would have smelt the dose out of, hey, we're going to do something here uh, to skew it from monetization. We're going to make sure and do something to get on the radio, et cetera. I don't think many of these guests would have joined because you've got guys like John Carter Cash mm. who are com- complete outlaws. And he even says it. Call me an outlaw. Call me what you will, but I'm free to do whatever music I want. Or guys like Randy from Lamb of God or Leave In from Fear. Like they would have never joined on this if they thought it was – had to do with skewing the art, and and that's a uh, that gives the record a earnest honesty that cannot be repeated.
1: See, I saw in the mini doco that you put out that uh, John Carter Cash said that the collaboration was about friendship and kinship, and uh, I guess connecting. Uh, did you find that um, through that it strengthened all those bonds between everybody?
2: Yeah, one hundred percent. And I, I, there's been something missing since the seventies. Like people don't, and I, obviously I was a kid then. Like people don't jam together anymore. And I wanted to bring together four genres of people and crash these two genres of music together. Mm. And I wanted to camaraderie back. And what's been really fantastic and one of the greatest things of all to come out of this is not only reestablishing my friendships with everybody that's on the record, but guys like John Carter Cash. I mean, we met, we, me and my wife pulled into Nashville. We go to the, the Cash cabin, which is, you know, a, a holy ground for for music and and we pull up to the front and the first hour all john carter wants to talk about is his love of heavy metal how it saved his childhood showed me pictures of johnny taking him to go see ozzy when he was 10 years old and here's johnny cash in an all black outfit with these black motorcycle boots on up past his knees and i was just like okay all i wanted to do was talk about my love of outlaw country (laughs) and 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 these outlaw guys the lyrical content the 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 journey that they took and how they broke open their genres and didn't skew it towards the radio. It was just their own gig and uh, it was a real meeting in the minds. And now it looks like the Cash family and the Fafar family are going to be doing more together because uh, myself and John Carter have been talking once or twice a week about doing something in the future. So, yeah, that is part of it that came out of it, a big, big part of it, the camaraderie.
1: Oh, that's awesome man i i really love that little Docco too and how he's talking about aussie and everything like that and it sounds like uh you guys have got a lot of awesome things in the future well, i
2: just think that, that everybody on board here really understood what we were doing mm. they were like okay you're doing something that hasn't been done and you're doing something that's way against the grain and and i was told early on this is not a good thing for devil driver to do for the devil driver brand you shouldn't be you shouldn't be doing this And you shouldn't be taking on Outlaw Country. This is not going to be good for the brand. And that just makes me push the fucking go button so much harder. (laughs) Like, uh, as soon as you tell me I can't do something, I'm the guy that's like, well, I just built the house right in front of you. Shut up.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I love it, man. And, uh, of course, you know, you you mentioned you called in some mates like uh, Wednesday 13, Brock Lindau from uh, 36 Crazy Fist, Burton C. Bell, Randy. I mean, I guess it didn't take much convincing for these dudes to come over and have a few bees and a barbecue and uh, throw down some screams, huh?
2: No, I mean, it was cool, man. The first guy that I reached out to is Glenn Danzig. He told me uh, that he would do it. He's a long time friend. He was my first tour ever. Mm. And, um, and he, and, and then he got caught up doing the misfit stuff and, and doing some recording of some own stuff he could. So we started reaching out to people and, And, uh, actually that's why volume one got slapped on at the last minute, because now once we turn the record in, we've got like 15 other people that said, Hey, I would have done it. You know, I want to do it again. And four or five of them are from the biggest bands on the planet. So, you know, it was a a situation where I think if we weren't the managers for it too, it wouldn't have happened. A lot of the phone calls were 11 o'clock at night, midnight, you know, people calling, Hey, what are you doing? Okay, cool. Send me a track. Let me check it out. And, um, I knew I didn't want to do it without three, without Hank three and without Randy. So if I got if I got Hank and, and Randy involved, then we'd go for it. And um, from there, everything just kind of uh, just kind of spiraled, man. And as soon as we got in touch with the Cash family, then it started to get extremely fucking real, you know.
1: And of course, uh, volume two—that's got to be on the way. Will Danzig jump on that one?
2: You know, I don't know. And, and this was supposed to be, okay, it's going to be three years between records for Devil Driver. I'm a big stickler on getting a record out every two years. As a matter of fact, I'm online all the time, pushing bands and bagging on bands that wait three, four, five years for records. <laughs> like I'm the boy, I'm the face of fuck you for those lazy motherfuckers. Right. So I think I knew it was going to be three years. So I was like, let's do a cover record. It's going to be something easy. We'll get into a cover record. Uh, you know, get it out to the fans. They'll have something uh, in the meantime that is not how this thing went this was a insane labor of love the logistics were complete insanity the money ran out halfway through i mean it literally became a labor of love and i remember 4 months before we were done i said to my wife it's never going to get finished like we should start concentrating on another record right now on a, on a devil driver record right now and whenever this gets done it gets done and she just kept telling me just keep walking forward man just keep going and it'll get and it'll get finished so this was a definite uh, <laughs> difficult to get done, and I don't think any any good art comes out of easy, right? So uh, this thing is definitely hard to get done, and and it, and it shows when you listen to the record. It's everybody gave hundred and ten percent. It was very non it's like no compromising, you know.
1: I, uh, I was cranking it on the way to work the other day, man, and it kills, man. It slays. <laughs> like I, was...
2: I appreciate I appreciate it. I mean, when you do something like this, you kinda, you hold your breath, right? As an artist, I do. I hold my breath until people start hearing it. But what we've been hearing in the last week, week two weeks of interviews has been absolutely unbelievable. We're hearing, you know, a 10 out of 10, uh, you know, record of the year. Uh, finally, somebody did something different. Uh, you know, wow, what a way to shake it up. Like, we're hearing all these things that – you want to hear after you do something mm. like this. So I'm appreciative of that. Thank you.
1: Well, uh, I think I almost got a speeding ticket. It's that <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to,
2: yeah. Yeah, you better watch that. Yeah. yeah. yeah I've true. heard more than one person say they've got speeding tickets to Devil Drivers, so that's all right.
1: <laughs> it's worth it, bro. It's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it, bro. Uh, do you think that one day that uh, put it all together for, for one big live show, maybe for a DVD, get everyone out there to... Uh, you know do that i mean tracks. i'd love to
2: i'd love to uh, or or you know one night in nashville or or get everybody on a tour bus and do four nights you know new york la nashville vegas something like that it'd be great uh but but seeing the way that this went just getting this done thinking i'm gonna try to get all those people together and do a show oh, fuck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. i mean
1: yeah you, you never know dude you never know put it out there
2: Yeah, I I did. I actually told the label if we could get it done, you know, would you back it? Would you put it out? Uh, And they said they would. So we'll see what happens. Uh, You know, we're going to wait till this thing comes out and gets some legs and then all the guests are going to start talking. I've been talking to John Carter already about when we come to Nashville, possibly him and Anna coming up and doing Ghost Riders. And I've obviously talked to Randy, you know, anytime we're together, you know, at a festival, maybe we should throw in Whiskey River or something. So we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, awesome, man. Uh, I did stumble across the uh, Facebook promo filter for it as well. Or oh, actually, my daughter did. My four year old <laughs> daughter found it. <laughs> so I've got all these uh, pictures in my phone that she's taken with the filter. And uh, it's this cute little four year old in all these brittle fire and stuff. I thought that was pretty clever.
2: Uh, you gotta love it, man. I mean, I, I got three sons, I raised them all on on uh brutal music and brutal concepts i didn't hold art from them at all i'd let them see art and have art and feel art touch art and be art and it, it helps kids so there you go
1: yeah absolutely start him young man start him young
2: oh yeah 100 percent. i mean my <laughs> i brought my youngest a drum set when he wasn't even in a fucking sixth grade or whatever so you know
1: is he shredding it now playing drums
2: oh yeah it was, it was joey jorgensen's drum set actually
1: Yeah. oh wow cool yeah, yeah. awesome man awesome uh, of course. Uh, one thing I did want to ask you about, I did see that you're a Star Wars fan. Is that right?
2: Oh, massive! Because I've been wanting to ask you that
1: for a while. Yeah, I mean, are you a big collector?
2: No, 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 no. Because my monetary uh, value has to go into a family. I can't be the guy that has, you know, a separate room of Star Wars collectibles. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I collect lowrider cars. However, so there you go.
1: Oh, everyone's man. Everyone's got their thing. Mine, mine is of course. Uh, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. It's got oh, like action okay, figures cool. and stuff. Despite my wife's uh,
2: <laughs> hatred for it. Yeah, we'll see. There, there, you go. Yeah, I just, yeah, it just wouldn't happen. I'd be like, "Hey, I just paid you know four thousand dollars for the Millennium Falcon," and she would just look at me with the fucking <laughs> eyes of fire.
1: <laughs> oh
2: man! Yeah, but what's yeah, what's cool? My kids got me a Millennium Falcon drone uh, for Christmas, and the thing is badass. I've been flying it daily.
1: She put a. Uh, have you got fo- like uh, footage of you flying that on your Insta?
2: No, I'll tell you, you, know what, when the wind comes down today or tomorrow, I'll take some footage and put it on my Instagram. Yeah, that'd be sick.
1: Yeah, I'd love to see yeah. that, man. Um, yeah. uh, of course, uh, another one is, uh, are you, you going to tour down here soon? It's been a
2: while. Absolutely. Uh, God, yeah, it's been too long. It, uh, you can hear me say it right now, it's been way too long. Australia's like a second home to me. Uh, I haven't been there in years, so... Uh, definitely working on that. Talked to my agent this morning, so it looks like the first two or three, four months of next year we're coming down. Um, if there's a download or something going down next year, we'll probably try to join on that as well. We'll see. That's
1: it. There is one happening down here.
2: Well, they should get Devil Driver because maybe they don't know it, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we,
2: maybe they don't know it, but we command a crowd. And, and I tell you, there's something uh, spectacular between Australians and Devil Driver. And, and I knew it from... From the morning that I woke up uh, in my bed on one of the Soundwave shows and got a call from my manager and said, you know, you are you got a number eight or nine record over here. and Kanye West is behind you at this point. He's been out for a month or two, but he's behind you. And I was like, what? So, you know, it's, uh, it's a special place for me, man. And we're definitely going to come down first couple months of the year next year.
1: Oh, that's going to be unreal, dude. That's going to be so good. I can't wait because uh, that last cool. show in Brisbane, uh, I've never seen the venue shake like that.
2: No, yeah, that was pretty incredible, man. I mean, there's there's just something going on down there with Devil Driver and and Australia that I, I love mm. and uh, don't want that to die out. So we're going to come back and and, and we're going to see it happen. But I remember the venue that night, man. I mean, it was it was going insane. But you know, there's a, there's some venues out here. There's some places in America now that we're not really allowed to play anymore either because <laughs> it, the crowd kind of it gets fucking insane. And and let's put it this way, man. With with all the with all the bands out there, kind of like just, you know, throwing up hearts with their hands, and I know the world needs love and everything, but like, there's a lot of shit to be pissed about, mm. and, and I'm still in the trenches fighting for those kind of things, and so I can't be the guy to fucking throw up my heart, my hands into a heart on stage, man. I I, I want to be like Cash and wear black all the way down until the man gets what he's what he's got coming around, and and for me, I think that uh, it, it's essential. To kind of like uh, to do your own thing right and I, I just when i when i finally pass away one day right I, I just want to leave a scar you know i want to leave a really fucking deep scar that's that's important for
1: me well I, I definitely say that you've carved your uh that scar pretty deep on the uh metal metal world man especially down here and uh we definitely appreciate you uh coming back whenever and uh man this album kicks ass comes out uh next week or no is it next week June, july 6th july 6th july 6th see, yeah this is what this is what happens i'm uh i'm, I'm ahead of time here i think <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
2: all good bro oh that was well that was fucking well said <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> well des uh thanks again for taking the time man and uh hope to see you down here soon man
2: take care uh, thank you thank you so much man and hey look anybody down there that's ever supported me man in any of my bands over the years i appreciate you all so much and thank you very much And and we'll be down soon and looking forward to it